0: with his own nicotine pouches.
1: Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, presented by Wheelan Engineering and also brought to you by Hercules Tire. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined by my co-host Kyle Rickey, and it's almost summer here in the Carolinas. It's starting to heat up and racing is in full swing, not only here in the States, but now across the pond is the NASCAR Euro Series. Finally kicked off their season out in Valencia, Spain at Circuit Ricardo Tomo, where, again, they do have two race days each weekend. And uh, the number seven for Hendrick Motorsports, uh, not the Hendrick here, Hendrick with a K on the end, <laughs> uh, ended up in victory lane for all four races, Kyle.
2: It was a, uh, a good weekend to be a part of a team with Hendrick involved. Yeah. Uh, different Hendrick Motorsports, no doubt, over there, but Loris Haseman Uh, sweeping the weekend there um, in in the Wheeling Euro Series Pro Division, held off Nicola Roca and Giammarco Ercoli in race number one. Ercoli finished second in race two, and Sebastian Bleak-Mullen rounded out the top three in race number two. So good start, good field. I believe they had 30 cars, take the green flag on both days. Uh, Loris Haysman now the championship point leader by 11 over Ercoli, as the series now has some time off before they go to the Czech Republic and the Autodrome Mosque, June 19th and 20th. Love watching that series and love that it's able to be streamed on social media platforms over here in the U.S.
1: Yeah, and again, it's such a unique format, too. Again, we talked about Loris Hazeman with two wins, but his car and his team actually got four wins in total. Again, the Euro 2 Series. Uh, They run the same car as the Pro Series, and so his teammate of Martin Dubeck, won both their Euro two races, both uh both events there. And pretty cool for Hazeman. He won this race in two thousand nineteen, swept the weekend, was able to do so again. And he's only one win away from tying two time champion Anthony Anthony Coopin for being the fourth overall winner in the NASCAR Euro series. So again, like you said, it's 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 an exciting series to watch. I'm glad we're able to watch it here stateside and keep track of everything. Uh We'll talk a little bit more about the Modifieds that were at Riverhead this past weekend, as well as ARCA East at Dover. But over the weekend or the last week, NASCAR updated their Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series division standings. Uh, And we'll talk about the Division I a little bit later. But right now, Division II, atop of that leaderboard right now, is a name that might throw some people off. Because if you follow Open Wheel, you know the name of Cody Swanson. But right now, he's at the top of the Division II leaders with late model. Points from New Smyrna Speedway. Yeah,
2: yeah he was the uh, pro late model champion there during the ten night, uh, t- ten nights of racing at New Smyrna back in February, and that is a, a Division Two um, comp series, a Division Two division, if that makes sense at New Smyrna. And uh, because of those wins and the high car count that they attracted during the month of February, he is the early leader in Division Two in the, the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts Weekly Series.
1: Yeah, pretty interesting to see, again, him kind of starting to dabble in the stock car world after, again, being primarily open wheel. uh, And he's had some adventures over the years with that. So we're going to have him on here in a little bit to talk about why he's decided to come stock car racing now and maybe what his 2021 has in store. So we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll got Cody Swanson dialed up here on Coast to Coast.
0: Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Wheeland also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19.
3: Right on our strength.
1: Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. Before we talk to Cody Swanson, we want to send a congratulations out to Berlin Raceway. They uh, won that Advance My Track competition and were awarded $50,000 for track advancements. And again, thanks to Advance Auto Parts for putting this together because they also helped out our second and third place finishers of New Hampshire's Hudson Speedway with 15000 and, of course, Alaska Raceway Park for ten thousand dollars so again congratulations to those tracks looking forward to seeing what they put that money to use and uh, getting their gates open i know alaska is getting ready to open theirs here shortly but without further ado we've got cody swanson joining us here to talk about uh stock car racing probably a little bit more so than some open wheel first off cody thanks for taking some
4: time to join us yeah hey i certainly appreciate uh, the chance to be on the show
1: now we just had nascar release uh, recently the division two points championship standing so far you're atop that there. Does this change? Well, before we get into that, I want to know, we talked about it before the show, your name synonymous with open wheel racing, with sprint cars, uh, Silver Crown cars, but you're sitting atop the standings in a stock car. What has this thought process and conversation been like really over the last two years of, hey, I want to go stock car racing?
4: Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's something I've, I've wanted to do and to, to try to break into, but, but it's tough to... Um to make that leap, um, tough to find the right, uh, the right people to do it with and, and even the opportunity. So, um, fortunate to, to have, have gotten, uh, started a little bit here and, um, enjoying every minute of it and learning the, the new challenges and, and trying to, um, learn what it takes to be successful in stock cars as well.
2: What brought you to the stock car world? Obviously a lot of the success that we're talking about and we'll talk about today came at new Smyrna back in February, winning that pro late model championship. But, uh, what led you down, this path after, as Hannah mentioned, having so much success on, on the USAC side of things?
4: Yeah, I mean, um, I've always wanted to to try to reach the highest levels of our sport, you know, whether that's the uh, Indianapolis 500 or, or the NASCAR Cup Series, right? So, um, you know, the, the stock car route, and, and I followed the road to Indy route a little bit and tried to um, pursue whatever opportunities I had in either direction, and um, got a chance to make an ARCA start for chad bryant uh someone who's kind of become a friend over the last few years and and see him at the races we had a lot of companion shows with silver crown and the arca series um and after after i ran that race it's like there's so many little things i don't know just from not running fendered cars you know where my right side is how much room to leave um and i didn't want to get myself in trouble and I, i really left too much on the table to have a good run and so Um, moving forward from that, I got to run his late model stock at Hickory a couple of times. And it it seems like it's, it's been so great to learn all those little things, um, to just try to get better. And, uh, that kind of led me to, you know, to really wanting to pursue, um, stock cars in whatever capacity. So if, if something ever came up bigger in the future, um, I'd want to be better prepared and want to do a better job. So, um, just trying to take advantage of a chance to gain some experience.
1: I think we ran into you at Hickory uh, last summer. Of course, I was with Dylan and uh, we had a conversation with you and you said, I'm just, this is all so new to me and I am dying to get Dylan in a stock car consistently just so he can have that learning curve as well. But you talked about finding the right side. Obviously, you can't see it as well with those fenders. Uh, What were also some of the biggest learning curves of you've got pavement experience, obviously, uh, but what was what was some of the hardest learning curves of going stock car racing?
4: Yeah. I mean, um, just knowing where your car is. I mean, right, right now I, I can't see any of my corners on a silver crown car, but I've done it enough that I, I know where the right front tire is and where the left front is. And I, I just have that spatial awareness and you sit so differently and the controls, you know, I mean, everything from like the way you sit and the way your legs are, and the way the pedals work is different. So, um, just that spatial awareness makes, makes a huge uh, difference in traffic. And, you know, after Iowa, I watched uh, the replay of the race and, it's like me on the straightaways, I'm, I'm giving them, you know, six feet to my outside. And I'm thinking that you can't be doing that. And and I had no idea. So, um, between that and, and how the suspension works is so much different than what you need out of your race car is different. You know, what's normal and I expect a, a normal feel and, and what I would need to make changes in a silver crown car to make it faster, or to make it better. Uh, I just don't know what that, what that is yet. So it's been fun to try to develop that and have good people around me to, um, you know, help fill in the gaps and, and try to make me better at what, uh, what I'm feeling, what what's normal, and, and what is uh, something we need to work on.
2: You won in the stock car recently at, at Salem, uh, super late model. I believe it was an ARCA CRA Super Series event. Um, same racetrack, you have found so much success in the USAC Silver Crown car over the years. Uh, I mean, do they even compare? And, and how much of, of the stock car win came with just knowing the racetrack?
4: Um, you know, I felt like it helped, certainly. Um the Arcusia Race Series hasn't raced there a bunch lately. Yep. And um, you know, I, I've at least been there once a year the last few and Salem is kind of a tricky place and it's kinda of mean and it's kinda of rough and it um has a lot of character to it. So um it was nice because it was the first uh first stock car race I'd ran at a track that I'd been to before. Um, you know, last year at Hickory that was the first time I'd been there and then uh, down in New Smyrna um in February. Obviously had never raced there yet, so it was nice to um be somewhere that I'd been and uh, and and I, I do think that experience helped you know I know that, that Salem's hard on tires and that you have to make sure to take care of your equipment there and um you know I, I felt like that we we qualified quick time so I knew we had speed in the car and and early in the race um, maybe I didn't necessarily like the way it was acting or how hard I had to push to to make speed so um so we didn't necessarily and uh as, as the race played on and the the car came to us uh you know so did the the rest of the field and gave us a chance to compete for the win there at the end.
1: Speaking of uh, speed weeks at new Smyrna, um, you've participated in racing stints such as Indiana midget week uh, where they do go racing multiple nights, but speed week is kind of a, a exclusive event here in the stock car world of going racing so many nights in a row. Uh, talk about your experience in, in being at new Smyrna, racing all those nights, the attrition that comes with it and ultimately how tough that is. And not only on the driver and the equipment, but also the crew.
4: Yeah. I mean, it, um, it's definitely a challenge uh, for sure. And, and it's hard. It's, you know, it's hard being the same track every day um, because there's no, there's no fresh start really. And um, the, the, I mean, the whole intent of going down there um, was great to, to get connected with Team Platinum. And I think kind of the hope was that um, maybe for that many nights in a row, um, hopefully I could catch on, you know, to, to what stock cars are supposed to be driven like. And, and learn some of those lessons, um, getting that amount of experience in such a short amount of time, um, and and it's it's tough and it's hard on the crew and hard on everybody involved because of the effort put in. And there was a you know a couple nights I got involved in a skirmish in the super and and um, staying up late and and picking up pizza and bringing it back and trying to um, you know, work with the guys to keep keep morale up to keep going because um, we were learning a lot. And um, so certainly appreciate the the chance to have done it and. And doing it with the right people makes it uh, makes a lot of fun, but it's a challenge even when it's going well, just uh, to have that many days in a row and um, pretty soon they start to run together and you're talking about changes. And, you know, for me trying to learn so much about the cars um, and it's like, what, what change do we make what day and and trying to piece it back together by to meet the end of the week um, was, was tough, but, but definitely a lot of fun. I felt like I learned a lot and uh, appreciate the chance to do it with team platinum.
2: Yeah. You're there for so long, so much going on. Are you able to, to stop and and watch some of the other divisions and maybe, you know, watch the modifieds. Maybe you probably never, you know, haven't really seen modifieds out much in the Midwest or the super late models. I mean, there was so much that happened there over the course of a week. Are you able to maybe learn about some of the other divisions that run down there during the week?
4: Yeah. I mean a little bit, um, you know, and, and actually before I got into sprint cars, I, I drove an IMCA modified on the pavement in California. Uh, it's been more than 15 years ago now, but, um, but but certainly watch the modifieds um being that our uh, well, team platinum had bill burba driving uh and he won uh won the modified championship there at speed week so um everyone and me included and everyone on the team had a, a lot of interest in and in how how well bill was doing and, and keeping tabs on him so it was uh fun to see fun to see all the different divisions um it was really neat to see the tour mods up close um that was something that I, I i always thought would be neat um maybe they're maybe they're a neat blend between super late models and silver crown cars uh I know the tires look, you know, look big and wide, but that's something that looks a little more familiar to me. So um, it, it was a, a great experience to be down there uh, for Speed Weeks.
1: Well, maybe one of these days you'll have to piece together an opportunity to race one of those, because I agree with you. Those are some cool looking race cars and they're awfully fun to watch as well. Uh, but Bobby Santos could hook them up. Yeah, that is true.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. He, he does. A, he does a great job in, uh, in those and in everything we have to race against him. He's, uh, he's always a tough competitor
1: bobby santos uh definitely a good dude uh one of the things too that i wanted to talk about we today we record this show on a tuesday you're supposed to be a winchester unfortunately rained out your schedule consistently seems to be a little bit all over the place uh what does it look like right now for 2021 and does seeing your name atop the division two points lead right now change any of that moving forward as far as some more pavement starts or late model starts
4: um, I mean, to to be honest, I I didn't know anything about Division Two or that <laughs> um that we were in it till I I I you know got a notification from it. So uh, I'm familiar with uh, the NASCAR um, uh, National Point standings because you know we were at Hickory, like you said last summer. Uh, Josh Berry and Ryan Millington were were in a battle uh, for the top of the Division One standings. Um, so yeah, so it was it was neat to to see that. I don't I don't know um. I guess I don't know that much about Division Two to know where the races uh, uh, are that qualify up here in the Midwest. I I know we do have a lot uh, on the schedule for Team Platinum and trying to run um, not only super late model and pro late model races, but just kind of picking and choosing and trying to fit um, what everyone's schedule is, you know, between the crew and and all they have going on and and what I'm already committed for open wheel-wise. So I'm excited. I know know we're, um, you know, postponed here the first part of this week, but we're still planning on um, hitting a super late model race in Berlin uh, over the weekend uh before we go um full blown open wheel uh next week with the week of Indy.
2: now that was gonna be my next question for you is what's the rest of the month of may look like for you because you have a busy uh next week and a half or so uh leading up to the what the seventy third annual little five
4: hundred yeah for sure and um i mean i'm actually at um i'm at the pavement midget shop uh jerome rodella has uh has a great car and um got a chance to to practice it and get familiar with it a little bit um earlier in the month and um and so so after we run uh, super late miles at berlin this weekend um you know we're, we're at anderson for a little 500 with with practice and then qualifying on thursday uh for pole day um friday night we're at lucas oil raceway uh for the carb night classic um with uh, with their uh champion midgets and uh, the new sack silver crown series uh, so double header that night and then we uh, we follow it up the very next night with uh 500 laps uh at, there at anderson speedway
1: Yeah, definitely a busy month for you. And I kind of have a final question here that kind of tags on with the little 500 as well as Carbonite Classic. Uh, We're kind of seeing a little bit of a revival over there in uh, pavement midget racing and just pavements coming back. Is that something that excites you as someone who competes in those when you can? Because for a while, I feel like we've been primarily just dirt midget racing in the midwest and we're starting to see these tracks like irp uh anderson i believe right is one of them that's having pavement midget races mm-hmm. this year does that excite you to see those schedules really start to come back together
4: yeah absolutely uh i mean i moved to the midwest um to race pavement open wheel cars midgets and spring cars and silver crown and when um uh, spring cars and midgets kind of went to dirt only uh it became uh it became tough for a, a pavement specialist to get a ride so um fortunate you know through silver crown still having to run both to to get a little dirt experience and to try to convert just to keep a career going here in the midwest um so so i'm excited that pavement's coming back i mean that's the stuff that um i really love racing and, and feel like um it is my comfort zone and and that um you know i just enjoy the chance to compete for sure so thankful for um you know anderson speedway kept sprint cars alive really with with a little 500 and great to see sprint cars coming back and and um the commitment that casey kohler and lucas Oil Raceway have made. Um, they put uh, put together some big events last year in the middle of, of all that mess and um, gave us a great uh, pavement midget race uh, and a, and a big, uh, big pavement sprint car race outside of Anderson Speedway there at Lucas Oil to, to um, really kick things back off. So uh, I'm excited to see the commitment that both of them have made to continue making it better and look forward to a great summer.
1: Awesome. Well, Cody, again, thank you so much for taking some time at your day to hang out with us. Good luck, not only over the rest of the month of May, but also the rest of the summer. We're looking forward to uh, seeing where you pop up and race.
4: Yep. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on.
1: Again, guys, that is Cody Swanson. Right now, current Division II points leader, but you can catch him all over the place, whether that is in late models, Silver Crown cars. You never know what racetrack he's going to show up to, but we're going to take, take a quick break. When we come back, we've got your Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight.
0: This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10 month long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's Holdings, LLC.
1: light
0: Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since nineteen. 19- Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area.
2: Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top
0: 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.
2: Back there on NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. Time for this week's Wheelin' Modified Driver Spotlight. And for the first time here on this segment, we'll venture into the SK Light Realm at the Stafford Motor Speedway. And one of the drivers, Nicole Chambrello, joins us now. Nicole, thanks for taking the time to join us here today. Oh,
5: no problem
2: <laughs> first off I'm not a gearhead. I don't think there's a lot of fans out there that are that are gearheads. but an SK modified to an SK light modified they look alike what's the biggest difference
5: the biggest difference is probably the motor um we go about yeah I don't know <laughs> we go I would say probably about 100 horsepower less um so we we're you know it's a slower motor um, that I I don't know my dad does all that. So <laughs> um, I, I think the biggest difference is that we are slower you know I, I
2: don't know <laughs> That's what I heard. The biggest difference is the power plant other than yeah. that the modifieds modified whether it be yeah. an SK or an, an SK light. This is your second year into the SK light modifieds so a couple races into the season now. How is it going for you and your team up at Stafford?
5: Um, pretty well. I mean, the first two races have been pretty crazy. We've avoided a lot of wrecks. I've so far put my car in the trailer straight every single time. And we're just, you know, doing better and better every single week. I'm hoping to hopefully break the top 10 in the next couple weeks. So we'll see.
2: At top five a year ago in, in your rookie season. Yeah. So hoping to improve on that here this year. Uh, no doubt uh, still early in the season. What, um, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, what got you involved in motorsports obviously your family uh, a staple in motorsports up here in the northeast
5: um yeah so my uncle raced the uh, sk division back in the 80s and early early 90s i think um so we've they've my you know, they've been in and out of Stafford for a while. Um, I started in quarter midgets as a nine-year-old. Um, I raced at Silver City in Meriden, and I did that for about five years until I moved up to the street stock division at Stafford in 2015. Um, and then I raced that division for a few years, and now I'm in
2: the light. And challenged for, uh, and won several races in yeah. the street stock division mm-hmm. at the Stafford Motor Speedway before making that move. Was the goal years ago always to end up in a modified?
5: Uh, no. Um. So when I started, we, we knew that, I mean, the quarter midgets for like my family and, you know, whatever, it was pretty affordable to do for us. Um, we knew that. We knew going to Stafford, it was going to be a lot on our wallet. You know, we didn't, I personally didn't think that I was going to get to go there because, you know, it's just, it's expensive. It's an expensive sport. Everybody knows that. Um, so when we got the street stock, uh, that to me was like a blessing, you know, I was able to continue, you know, further than I thought I could go. And then, you know, along the way we picked up some sponsors and now uh, I'm in the light because of them alone, you know? So, um, I think, I, right now I'm just trying to have some fun. I'm trying to ride it out as long as possible and, um, you know, see what it brings
2: me. The next logical move, if there is such a thing in, in short track racing as the SK, yeah. is that maybe a goal down the road or, or, or a tour mod or, you know, where you
5: <laughs> um, it? yeah, no, if the opportunity presents itself, absolutely. I know, um, with, you like I just know where where we're at right now um the light is kind of where where things lie you know uh it's it's all about money um so you never know like I said you know we were able to move up from the street stocks to the light because some people some sponsors stepped up for us and that was amazing and um you know if it happens again possibly um I You know, I don't want to say that I'm not optimistic because I am, but I also, you know, there's, there's a reality to everything and I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. And like I said, if the opportunity presents itself, maybe, maybe you never know, but um, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just having fun. I don't know.
2: (laughs) And that's what it's all about ultimately is having fun at the racetrack. When you, the fans of Stafford Speedway um, know that there's, a lot of young ladies in the SK light modified. I think there's like six or seven that are going to try to run full time this year. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is in in the, in the SK lights, but we don't see many in the late models. We don't see many ladies in the SKs. It seems like SK lights are street stocks or limited late models in Fern's case.
5: Yeah. um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I know like me, I know, you know, Meg Fuller, even Fern, like we all started in the street stock division. Um, I, I think it's just kind of preference. So I I could be completely wrong, but I raced quarter midgets with, uh, Sammy Anderson, Cassandra Cole, and, um, those cars are very similar to a light and driving style. So when I started in the street stock, you know, it's a full fendered car and, um, it's a lot different of a driving style. I had, to re- I had to learn a completely different driving style to get into that car. So I think it's an easier transition from a lot of the like quarter midgets kind of thing. Um, I don't I, I mean, I'm I don't know if that speaks for the just the girls or I mean, I feel like a lot of people, you know, when they go to Stafford, they'll just enter right into the light. Just because it's an easier transition, because that's what everybody told me when I moved up, that if I moved from a, um, a quarter midget to an SK Light, it would have been a lot easier of a transition from, you know, than the quarter midget to a street stock. So I don't know. It's, I don't know. Um, it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> And that's just that's my best guess. It's an, it's, an easy, it's an easier transition. For, and I can speak for me and Cassandra Cole and Sam Anderson, because we both, we all raced together back when we were kids at Silver City. So,
2: And maybe that's why, because of that transition, there's like 35 SK Lights at Stafford. Yeah, there's, that there's there's can, and the the only division that has concis uh, on yeah. what has been a weekly basis, at least in the early part of yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Who were uh, some of the folks that you looked up to as a kid uh, growing up and trying to to get into the sport, whether it be on the national level or on the local level?
5: Um, Honestly, like, I, hmm, that's a good question. Because I, I kind of always just. Not that I'd never looked up to anybody, but I think I just looked up to, you know, looking at all of the Stafford drivers, everybody who made it to Stafford. I was like, that's super awesome. You know, I, um, you know, I went and I watched and, you know, I never had one person that I was just like completely, you know, like obsessed with. It was always just like they were all super it was, you know, they're, they're, when you're, when you're a kid, and you're watching that, and you're, you know, like, oh, I have the possibility to do this, but it's, like, Stafford feels like a bunch of celebrities, and that's kind of how I saw it. It was, like, every single driver out there, like, they, as a kid, I was, like, wow, they, you know, they made it, like, and to think that, because I didn't think that I was going to go that far with it. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of how I looked at it. It was, like, you know, all the modified, even, like, All the modified drivers, all of even the street stock drivers, it was like this is something that I probably won't be able to achieve. And like to me, like watching all of them out there is, you know, insane. I don't don't know if that answers.
2: On the racetrack every Friday night, and we've been able to interview you in Victory Lane uh, several times over the years. Uh, Let's put a button up uh, on on this with 2021. The outlook. You know, we talked about the first few weeks. What's the Mm -hmm. ultimate goal when we uh, get into the hot summer months here?
5: Um, So the ultimate goal is to, you know, break the top 10, maybe the top five. We got a brand new motor in the car. So um, we're definitely up a lot of power from last year because obviously we all know about my really crappy motor last year. Um, so I think it's just going to be tuning the car, uh, tuning my driving, avoiding wrecks and, you know, just doing my best. Uh, we're missing two races out of the season because of just family stuff. You know, uh, we, I have some family members getting married, so, you know, it's not a lot, I'm not putting a lot of pressure. My team's not putting a lot of pressure on ourselves this season. It's just to learn, you know, to get better, to have some fun. And then next year you know take all of that knowledge and
2: go for it family first yeah (laughs) nicole uh, thanks for joining us here on nascar coast to coast and uh, best of luck to you the rest of the season nicole sambrello this week's wheelin modified Driver spotlight.
0: Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952.
3: Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com hercules tires ride right on our- this nascar season toyota racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the
0: team no we're looking for bankers the ones who are open on sundays so if you live for the gravity to find 31 degree banks like this one on turn four in daytona then we want you be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
4: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list.
1: We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Our strength. NASCAR was at Dover International Speedway over the weekend and brought with them the ARCA East Series. It would be Ty Gibbs to no one's surprise, who captured the win over Josh Berry and David and when, when you hear uh, Ty Gibbs' interview, it basically just came down to making sure you had a right front at the end of that race. Obviously, some carnage throughout the race because of that. Uh, but again, Ty Gibbs with that win, current point standings. Sammy Smith still leads point standings over Mason Diaz. Max Gutierrez, your top three in points. We talked about the modified tour at Riverhead this past weekend. Pretty cool win for Doug Kobe to finally get that one done in his personal car over Patrick Emerling, Justin Bonsignor, Kyle Bonsignor, and Woody Pitcat. Right now, points dead tie Kyle between Eric Goodale and Emerling. Doug Kobe is behind by seven, and Justin Bonsignor behind by nine. Uh, their next race, they're not racing this weekend, but next weekend, they will be at Jennerstown. And also, we talked about Division I points. Peyton Sellers currently sitting atop those Division I points. He's got 13 starts to the season with six wins thus far over Matthew Kimball, Todd Patnode, Landon Pemberton, and Matt Cox.
2: Yeah, Peyton Sellers, no doubt the guy to beat right now in Division I. Division II, we just talked to Cody Swanson, an 18-point lead with all those wins at New Smyrna over Terry Schultz, who predominantly races on dirt at Lakeside and Central Missouri Speedway. Connor Jones, 34 points back in third, another driver that uh, showed well at New Smyrna back in February. Also big win for uh, Doug Kobe, as you mentioned a moment ago at Riverhead, finally winning in Justin Bonsignor's house on um, on Saturday night there, as Justin has been so strong at Riverhead, Doug could never break through. I believe it's his first win there in his 20th start. So now we have to see if Justin can win in Doug's house later this year at the Stafford Speedway. Doug, a former pro stock and late model champion, at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Justin has never won at the Stafford Speedway. So, little, and it's been fun to watch those two on Twitter as well. I
1: was going to say, I feel like those two are a race within a race. Like, they're yes. just, they're halfway only aware of where the other one is, just to make sure. Like, it's a race within a race with those two, which is always 10 times more entertaining if you're clued into it. Uh, but again, we talked about the Euro Series opening up their season this past weekend. Well, it's now time for the Peak Mexico Series to open up their season this upcoming weekend at Tuxla gutierrez mexico they'll have a two day weekend down there racing uh an arca menard series back in action at toledo for the hers potato chip 200 the only one left to start their season is the Pinty series and we're still waiting obviously yeah. they've got a lot of stuff still in flux north of the border uh so a lot of stuff probably being shuffled around as we speak so obviously waiting to hear more on those schedule announcements kyle i have a feeling you're probably you've been to like five racetracks in the last whenever well at least been to a track five times I feel like in the last week every time I got on Facebook over the last like seven days you were at the racetrack whether it was the go-kart track whether it was Stafford and then I think you were back at Stafford for go-kart races I mean yeah Stafford has
2: a Monday night program and a Friday night program
1: the roots just need to rent you like a portion of the booth like I feel like now that I've been up there they could probably just put a nice little like plaster wall and you could just live there
2: yeah. I, you, well, maybe one day, maybe one day. It was, it was, it's, it's nice to have all the tracks back up and running up here. You know, Seconk opened up in, in uh, Massachusetts a couple of weeks ago. Um, part of the NASCAR program and Nanox Speedways Speedway is open. Uh, Waterford Speed Bowl runs two nights a week up here in Connecticut now. So um, it's just nice. It, you know, much different from where we were a year ago at this time, when we were, you know, there was a lot of unknown and all these tracks were scrambling just trying to figure out if they were going to have a season or not and unfortunately most of them did so um you know and, and the weather has finally turned up here we went from 50 degrees one day to 80 degrees the next day so what spring
1: yeah it's been beautiful here thank goodness uh and it's about ready to uh get hot i think it's supposed to be in like the 80s and 90s over the next week so not looking forward to that but i'm off to port royal this weekend for my first race with World of Outlaw Late Models. Obviously, Kyle will find his way somewhere with a racetrack. We okay. want to send a thank you to Cody Swanson again for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Uh, good luck to all of the drivers across the country racing and fans get out, support your local racetrack. Uh, we'll see you next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producers Craig Moore and Alexa Henry. And we'll see you next week on NASCAR Coast to Coast.